Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hey, goal achievers. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with your host and friend. This is Hal Elrod. I hope I'm your friend. Consider me a friend. I don't know. I wanted to record this quick introduction because what you're about to hear is a powerful conversation. Gets off to kind of a funny start. John Berghoff and I are uh, bantering back and forth here as we get started getting set up. So I wanted to encourage you to you know stick around through those first few minutes and really listen today. In fact, you might want to grab a notebook, a, a pen, a paper. We'd share with you the most valuable lessons that we've learned over the last six years running the Best Year Ever Blueprint Live experience. Those that we've shared personally, but really more so those that we've learned from the mentors, the you know the BYEB, Best Year Ever Blueprint mentors that we've had over the years. World-class individuals individuals, entrepreneurs, athletes, different people in different walks of life that are highly successful, authors, speakers that are going to teach you through us how to make this and every year after the best year of your life, quite literally. So I want you to make sure you stick around because there is a lot of value in today's episode. And then last but not least, stick around till the end because we, we're doing something special. I don't want to ruin it. I, I I explain it toward the end, so I don't want to explain it twice for you. But do stick around toward the end. We have this new thing called the BYEB Mentors Program, which has turned out pretty amazing. BYEB, again, Best Year Ever Blueprint, the BYEB Mentors Program. You don't want to miss that. Um, there's something kind of special today that is available. So be sure to listen to the end. And if you can make it for these through these first few minutes of John and I bantering back and forth, you might actually enjoy this, I think. But uh, I hope you get a ton of actionable value that will help you make this year, again, quite literally, the best year of your life. Hope you enjoy. It's good to see you. Hey, it's great to see you, buddy. I feel sad for people that are listening to the podcast and not watching this video. And first and foremost, I have to tell you, can I say something? Well, what am I going to say? No, no, you can't. Dang it. Hey, buddy, you you look really good. Like you look different. Why do you look better than (laughs) you usually look? What is it? You have a little bit of scruff on your face, but I've seen that before. What is going on? It could be my diet. It could be my physical routines. It could be my hair. It could be all of the above. Diet, physical? No, that's not. Your hair is longer. Yeah. I was in Aspen all week in the mountains. And so, you know, I just, uh, that's what Oh, buddy, you figured out the secret sauce. That's the hair. Keep your hair that length. Do not cut it. <laughs> it's not so it's it's not the fact that I went vegan or my yoga is dialed no in. you've always been all physically fit and you know running in the woods and and basking in the vitamin d of the sun and all those things it's your hair i couldn't put my finger on it it's amazing well, yeah but you look it's weird i feel i like you more right now than i normally do when we see each other face to face or on oh video god we should be negotiating i think i owe you a lot of money right now so you do i know you my opinion get some second and third opinions on the hair before you cut it i'm pretty sure you're a more likable person with this haircut well the good news is if this is actually makes it into the podcast we're yeah. really adding a lot of value to our listeners so yeah. i think 
we should just stay on this topic as long as it feels right. Keep going on. Yeah. The hair. Well, I, God, I'm now second guessing my, I was about to cut my hair. Maybe I look better. You didn't say I did, but maybe I do. No, I love you because of what's on the inside, buddy. Not what's on the outside. Oh my gosh. All right. Should we start this podcast? Should we talk some good, I, important? I, I thought we were halfway through. Halfway through it. <laughs> so, so this is a long overdue or perfectly timed recap of the best year ever blueprint live experience that we had about a month, what are we at a month and a half ago oh, um, in San Diego. Awesome. And uh, yeah. And, and today is really, it's not, it's not really just a recap of the event. It's, it's that it's how, how do you have your best year ever, even though, you know, we're into February. And I think that this is a really a pivotal time for people because most people, like if you look at statistics, right, the amount of people set goals and resolutions, and then they don't have the start that they want, they fall off track. And so when I say it's either a, right, today's episode is either long overdue or perfectly timed, I'm leaning toward perfectly timed because this is that time when you're like, oh man, I like, you know, I went into January 1st with all these goals and dreams and I was so hopeful and optimistic and my habits and routines did not catch up with my vision and I'm not where I want to be. And so I feel like it's arguably more important to do a show like this on how to have your best year ever, really how to do it now, mid-February-ish, than on January 1. What are your thoughts? I like that. I think we roll with that. I think that sounds good. All right. So then maybe we'll call today's episode, It's Not Too Late to Make This Your Best Year Ever. You know, even if you haven't ever started. Not too late to be great. Not too late to be great? Oh, who said that? <laughs> Somebody used to... Someone I, used to I, just, I just said it right now. You just said it right now. Yeah. All right, let's talk about... So here's what I'm thinking for t- the direction today. And uh, just everyone can tell we've spent hours preparing for the message that we're going to give. It's not a message, it's a conversation, but we did just live three days of the best year ever blueprint you know, a month and a half ago. So we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of juice to share. And yeah. I want to talk about the biggest lessons that we've learned on um, both at the event and you know, in terms of at the event, what we learned from all of the other mentors, right? The The best year ever blueprint mentors, the BYEB mentors that everybody heard from. We had, you know, Jeff Woods and Alana Pratt and Dr. Ben Hardy and uh, Chandler Bolt and JP Sears. I mean, just on and on and on. And uh, the wisdom from those folks was was phenomenal. And I also want to share, you know, if I could say it, our wisdom, if we've got some and, you know, what we shared at the event. We think we do. Yeah. We think we do. Yeah. Enough that we put a microphone in front of our faces and, and, and set it in front of uh, 500 people in San Diego. <laughs> so let's talk about the biggest lessons that people can apply and uh, and really really target them to this time, which is okay. Hey, maybe you're on track. Great, this is going to serve you. If you're off track, it's really going to serve you, right? It's going to help you to first of all get your your mojo back, your confidence back. That like, man, I didn't have the start that I wanted, but I've still got you know over ten months to make this the greatest year of your life. So uh, where do we want to start? I've, I've got a, you know, I've got a, a place I could start. John, is there anything you want to share in terms of... Well, let me ask you this. Do we want to start with kind of what we learned being in the room from the teachers that came in? Or do we want to start with more of a meta conversation around what did we learn from six years of, you know, bringing a community together? Because it's kind of two different sets of learnings. I think both can be helpful for people for different reasons. But is there, do you want to start with either one or just mash it all up like a mixtape? I don't think I'm really confident in what a mixtape is, but yeah, it rings a bell. Here's, you know what? Let me start. If I could start, I'll just, I'll start. That's a, uh, that's a, 
I think the best thing would be for one of us to start. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, buddy, why don't we co-host this podcast? This is way more fun than any any other episodes that I do. It might be down to zero listeners, but yeah. So here's what's going to happen. Everybody, don't hang up yet. Don't don't turn it off yet. Listen, I'm going to go. I'm going to swing for the fences. Then I'm going to start with what I believe may be the biggest lesson that okay. I've learned. Okay, so in case you're like, where are these guys going with this? Uh, when are they going to dive into the content? I'm going to get in right now. I'm going to go. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go heavy. I'm going to start at the top. Are and, you still uh, talking about this podcast? Yes. So this is what I think is the biggest lesson that that I've learned about life. You know, you could say in general, and arguably to me, it's the best news that that I could ever share with you. And here's what it is: if you're listening to this right now, if you're living and breathing and, and you're alive, you already have. The one thing that you need, the only thing that you need to be the happiest and the most grateful, the most excited, the most passionate, and the most fulfilled that you could possibly be in your entire life, you already have it. And so it's good news because you go, I've already got this. What is it? And if you're present to it, it changes everything. And that one thing is life. That's it. You're alive. So in other words, you've already got it. You already won. It's to be the happiest and most grateful you could be. It's about realizing that you've already got everything that you need and everything else is just a story we tell ourselves. Everything else is just an illusion or a delusion that, well, I'll be happy once my relationship improves or I'll be happy when my partner's happy or I'll be fulfilled when I reach and impact more people or I will be, I'll have freedom when I achieve a level of financial success. And this is, in other words, here's another way of putting this. This is about making a vow to feel good just because. This is about inner freedom, right? So we're looking, most of us are looking for financial freedom. And we're probably going to get to that in the episode today because I, I know for me, that was a topic that we really covered in Entrepreneur Day at the event, at the uh, Best Driver event. But think about that your, your ultimate objective always is inner freedom, right? It's inner freedom, the, the ability to choose how you're going to feel at any given moment. So it's about deciding that your happiness will no longer be dependent on anything around you, uh, you know, on how things go or how people treat you or how big your bank account is. But your happiness, your emotional well-being is dependent on your vow to feel good because that's all we want. We just want to feel good. That's why we do everything that we do. We do it because we think, well, I do this, it'll make me feel good. And very often, it's, not make, it's making us feel good in the moment. It's giving us a short-lived sense of pleasure, right? You, you, you pull out your phone and play a game, you feel good. You get that dopamine rush. You turn on the TV, you feel good. You get that dopamine rush, right? You, you eat food that tastes good and you feel good while you're eating it, but it's short-lived pleasure. And I'm talking about an unwavering state of bliss, right? That you, you make the vow that I'm going to feel good as my primary level of consciousness. And you could change the word good with love, right? I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel love. I'm going to feel bliss. I'm going to feel ecstasy, right? Because that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to make it dependent on anything outside of myself. So I invite you right now to implement this lesson, to make a vow that you're going to feel good regardless of what's going on around you, to feel good in the face of your imperfections, of the challenges that you're facing, to feel good, not because life is perfect, but because life is perfect. 
It's always perfect. And that means giving up the illusion that we deserve a problem-free life in order to feel good. And think about that. We always have these expectations. Well, once I get rid of my problems, then I'll be happier. I'll, be, I'll feel good. But the problems cause me stress and anxiety and fear. They don't have to. So again, I invite you to start this right now and implement this lesson while you're listening to this podcast with John and I. Simply be present to the words that you're hearing, the experience that we are all sharing over the next 45 minutes, an hour, however long we go today. And let that incessant need to worry about your problems, let that disappear. And I'm going to leave you with one question. This is a question that one of my spiritual advisors, Janai Lane, shared with me that's a game changer. I use it every day. What would be here now if there wasn't a problem to solve? What would be here now for you if there wasn't a problem to solve? For me, the answer is usually love bliss, God, peace. So I'll leave you with that. What would be here now if there wasn't a problem to solve and tap into that feeling the rest of our time together today? Well, buddy, I have a feeling you're handing it over to me now. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, that was one of those uh, I knew you'd figure it out. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, buddy. I was taking notes here. I'm just fully present to what you were sharing. What would be here now for me if there wasn't a problem to solve? That's a beautiful, beautiful question. I really love that. And I also just enjoyed hearing your reflection too on embracing the beauty even in the imperfection and uh, realizing that there's an inner inner freedom. One of the things I love about you sharing that, buddy, is I, I feel like you know, you and I have worked together. We've been friends for 20 years, 21 years. And too long. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh my God. We're overdue. Tired of each other. <laughs> we got it. Let's get off this thing, man. <laughs> Holy mother lover. You know, the word freedom is one that I've always had kind of a personal issue with hearing entrepreneurs talk about their desire for freedom because of the way that it is so often defined by external things. Like, I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, with who I want, how I want. (laughs) Well, shit. Like, if everybody could do that, then frankly, you know, we would live in this fairy tale unicorn rainbow universe that is just not legit. So what is it that I'm now? And I understand the intent of that idea. And I, by the way, I too aspire to design my life and my work so that I'm doing what, with, when, where I want. I get that. But what I love that you just shared, Hal, is that for years, I feel like uh, between you and I and amongst other friends of ours, the word freedom comes up. And I feel like for me, something that's always bothered me is resolved by the way you just talked about freedom. Because at the end of the day, we're all full of crap if we think we can actually control everything that's going to happen in our lives. Yeah. You know, the best we can do is influence it. And so to hear you glorify the inner freedom versus the outer freedom, I think for so many professionals and entrepreneurs, it's, an, it's such a big bell that needs to be rung that like our highest freedom, it's not going to be our ability to control everything that ends up happening in our lives, but it's ultimately the inner work of hey, in this moment, what do I want to choose? And and by the way, it's not easy. Like you said, it's not easy, but it is something that we have a little more control over versus everything outside of us. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe maybe we're both totally wrong. Maybe we're all 
prisoners of everything and there's no freedom available ever for anybody unless you buy the course that we offer at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's funny is that that's true. All right. Hey, we'll, we'll see if that gets people to stick around for our commercial. We haven't even mentioned that we have the first commercial we've ever had on one of these, you know, episodes. It's coming up at some point. So yeah, I'm saying this just to remind you and I that we actually have something really interesting to offer. So if that doesn't hook somebody, they weren't going to stay on anyways. So. Yeah, we don't, we don't make offers very often, that, therefore very well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn, my turn. Yeah, you, I'm sure you learned something. I, I had to pick something up. So a couple of the big learnings for me over the six, how many years of putting on the Best You Ever Blueprint event. So one is I learned a heck of a lot about the power of community. Mm. And so I can't help but want to say a few things about that. And then I also learned a lot about what you know goes on inside of ourselves. So I guess I'm going to start with the community piece because that's the part that is most meaningful to me. And if someone's listening and you run a small business or you're a coach or you're a mom or you're a, a teacher, you could be thinking, what does community matter? Well, I think one of the reasons why everybody owes it to themselves to understand a few fundamental things about the dynamics of a community is because the dynamics that exist in a community exist with any time two or more people come together, Sure. right? So whether you've got a family or you're thinking of yourself and your next door neighbor, or you're thinking of the town that you live in or the church that you attend or the team that you lead or the customers that you're trying to serve, like these are all communities, right? So there's a few big things that I've learned about community that mean a lot to me. Number one is anytime two or more people come together, everybody's all asking the same question consciously, usually unconsciously. And the question is, can I be myself and fit in? And one of the things that we learned for after years of hosting the Best Year Ever event and all the other events that came out of it is that the thing that matters most within a group of people for that group to thrive is for people to feel safe. They need to feel like they can express who they are, how they want to express, and still belong. And you know, it's an easy thing to say, but unfortunately, that's not the regular condition that is created in workplaces and teams or even in our marriages. And so you know, that, that's been one of the things for me that I've really appreciated is realizing that being safe around each other really is transcendent beyond everything else. And I think if there's, you know, there's a lot, I have a whole multi-hour podcast I've done with other people on this very topic. So I'm thinking if I had 30 more seconds on community, what would I say? <laughs> I think the other thing I would share is that I've learned to really appreciate that the wisdom that is available in a group of people is real and it is powerful. And when we are willing to invite the wisdom of a group of people, which is not always easy to do if we don't know how to do it, but when we invite the goodness to arise collectively, something becomes available that will not arise when a leader or a guru is looked to for all the answers. And that's been something that I've appreciated learning by the way that we've run our events for, you know, however long it's been now is the, the collective wisdom of the crowd. It's available. It's not always tapped into, you know, how to tap into it is another conversation, but uh, it's something to appreciate. And the last, the next two things I jotted down real quickly, Hal, that, I, that have been big learnings for me 
and I'll just list them here and then we can move on and go wherever you want this to go. Yeah. Is last year or at our last BYUB event, the theme of the event, if there was a theme, was follow your heart. Hmm. It was to listen to that intuitive whisper of a voice. And, you know, when you talked earlier about learning how to feel our feelings, I think about our mutual teacher, Juliana Ray, and the gifts that she's given us in inviting us to to improve our attention skills through the unified mindfulness practice. And any meditation practice that anybody has is better than nothing. And one of the reasons it's important is because we learn to to listen more deeply. It's it's a muscle. It's not just an idea. It's a muscle. Learning how to listen to that to our feelings and to that intuitive messaging that comes literally from the intelligence of the heart. That that's something that uh, Debbie Rosman and Howard Martin, two of the founders of HeartMath, who attended our event last year, shared with all of our attendees the science behind that and how the world needs us to listen to our hearts right now more than ever. And in fact, our brains get smarter, right? Mm-hmm. Our our day-to-day functioning improves in every imaginable way when we learn how to listen to the heart. And so that was a big theme that came up last year. And I think the last big lesson that's been a big theme going back several years, I think about our friends Christopher Lockhead and Alana Pratt and Adair Cates, by the way, leading a heart lock meditation to start every day last year. Just one, so many people said those three minutes really opened them up for the rest of the event. But then you think about Alana and Christopher and Chris Ducker. And when we had Joe Polish and David Osborne, one of the very consistent messages, JJ Virgin too, Mike, Mike Koenigs, one of the things they all said in their own words was how important it is to figure out what makes us different, not better. Hmm. And as entrepreneurs, leverage what makes us different, not better. And appreciate that part of you that maybe as a kid was what got you in trouble or made you to feel like an outsider. It's actually the very part of us that we need to really embrace and nourish because it's the part of us that holds the greatest gifts to create value in the world. So that was a really, really big theme when I just think about what did I learn, not as one of the hosts, but just being in the room is figure out what makes us different and lean into that and don't try and be better, you know, for those of you who are entrepreneurs. So I'll stop right there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think, well, two things that you said sparked some thoughts. Number one, I just watched the documentary uh, on Mr. Rogers. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that yet, but it's a must watch. And then right after that, I went and watched the feature film with Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, right? And uh, Mr. Rogers, I I, I don't know about you, but I just want to be more like him. I want to embody his qualities. And uh, and the, the message he was trying to get across to kids, to me, is the same message that we need to get as kids in grown-up bodies, right? The child within all of us. And it's about, it's what you just said. It's that same theme that came from Alana and Christopher and Chris Ducker and JJ Virgin. And it's, it's embracing you as you are, right? And I think it starts with loving yourself, loving yourself as you are, right? Imperfections and all. Not going, well, I got to be all figured out and perfect and clean up my mess in order to actually feel good about myself. No, it's about loving ourselves as we are. And then to your point, that when people do that and they go, you know what, this is who I am. In fact, JP Sears, that was at, you know, the, at the event this year, who did the mediocre morning, which by the way, that you have so to see brilliant. that. You have you to see watch that. that. You'll hear by the end how you could actually watch that and, and a lot of other things today to echo what John was saying earlier. But JP Sears is the definition of someone who is following their different. 
right? And if you don't know who J.P. Sears is, first thing I'd say is, you know, what rock are you sleeping under? But long red hair, uh, does, you know, uh, videos on, you know, YouTuber, videos on spirituality, speaker, comedian, etc. He's brilliant, hilarious, but he decided to just be himself. And it's so evident in every video that he does. And now he's, you know, he's created a career just putting videos online of him being his quirky, weird, funny, spiritual self. And he is the perfect living example of everything that you just talked about. You know, he's turned it into into a business, you know, uh, doing work that he loves. And he'll be the first to tell you that that old (laughs) cliche, he doesn't work a day in his life. Because all he does is turn on the camera and just be himself. Uh, and that allows him to, you know, buy a beautiful home here in Austin, Texas and, you know, and, uh, and, and travel the world with his wife and Amber and, uh, you know, live the life of his dreams. So, uh, I think that's such a valuable lesson. And I think that so often we try to copy others, right? Like, oh my gosh, look at them. They're better than me. I need to be, I, and I've done that. I've been guilty of looking at people I admire, you know, Aubrey Marcus or, you know, or or Tony Robbins or Lewis Howes over the years, right? The last 10 years, it's like, as you're coming into your own, you're just trying to be a better version of those people. You're just trying to model and copy them. Well, they have it figured out. I'll do what they do. And then you realize, no, be yourself, be vulnerable, be authentic. And that is what, you know, I love what Robin Sharma says. When you're vulnerable, people fall in love with you, right? When you're vulnerable, people fall in love with you. And that's exactly what this is about. Authentic, vulnerable, those words can be interchanged. But uh, but that is what will endear you to your your family, your friends, yourself, and your customers and or and or prospects. Go ahead. If someone was listening right now, Hal, and we wanted to answer the question starting today, beginning of February, what are some practical things they could do to have their best year ever? Could we share a couple thoughts on that? Yeah, good question, and I've got an answer. Oh, I, do too. I, I do. I do too. So in case you weren't ready, I, I'm yeah, happy to. Yeah, yeah. And you weren't sure. To... That's fair. I saw the look in your eye. You're like, I'm setting him up, and I have no idea if he's going to have any answer to this. So, let me start with something that Ben Hardy shared at yeah, BYU please. last year. So, do you see what I'm doing? By the way, yeah, it's all the setup. So, you can yeah, get on the same page with me. Good so, work. Good work. So Ben, if you don't know Ben Hardy, he's one of the all-time most prolific writers on the medium.com platform. And he's an incredible blogger, writer, author uh, around different topics, but in, uh, historically around peak performance, around habits. His next book called Personality Isn't Permanent is a legendary book. But one of the things Ben taught us is around the concept of structure. And, and there's a phrase that I use here in our company when we teach facilitators, but I think it's a phrase that like we could all benefit from evaluating this phrase. And it's the idea that the outcomes in our lives are determined by the structures that we create, right? So I do a lot of work in groups. And one of the things we always talk about is that culture follows structure. And that means something in teams and companies and communities. But for somebody listening as an individual, I think one of the most important questions for them to ask is, what are the structures in my life that are currently helping me and what's not helping me? And by the way, and I'm paraphrasing what Ben taught us, but you might choose to replace the word structures with systems or processes or habits. The bottom line is, you know, the structure of the building that I'm sitting in, just to talk about that word literally, it's the container. It's the foundation. It's what gives the building shape, right? So if somebody practices the miracle morning, that's a structure 
that is hopefully helping them in their lives. If somebody has a certain discipline of eating a certain way, they may or may not think about it this way, but it's a habit, it's a system, it's a structure that is supporting them. And one of the things Ben has really helped you and I, and he taught us at BYEB last year, is to really consider the structures, both our internal structures, meaning our, on, our habitual thought patterns, but also our external structures, meaning how am I organizing my physical space? Am I organizing it in a way that, that supports my inner world to feel empowered and ready to tackle my work? Or am I allowing my physical space to be so cluttered that it's actually reflecting into my mind and making my mind feel cluttered and so I can't go to work? What information am I putting into my head when I'm being unconscious? Am I justifying or rationalizing that, well, I've only got a few minutes here, so I'll go ahead and watch this you know, random YouTube video because it'll make me laugh? Or do I have a structure in place where I pre-find YouTube videos that fit categories of my business or my life that I want to develop myself in so that when I am gifted five minutes or I'm going poop, I don't unconsciously <laughs> default to something that I rationalize because it's only five minutes that really doesn't serve me. That's a structure that I've put in place so that even when I have a few minutes, if I'm going to consume something, it's something that lifts me up versus is just a distraction. So the question I'm just going to finish this with is, what are the structures that you can put in place physically to set yourself up to be successful? Are your goals right in front of you, right? Versus tucked away inside of a file on your computer, right? The difference between having to see them every day versus having to work to see them, it could be beyond transformational for some people. How do you organize what's in your mind? How do you organize your thinking? How do you organize the way that you approach your daily habits. These are structures that can make a big difference. And Ben taught us a lot about that. I think that's an important question for people to ask. So I just wanted to slide in there that, that additional learning from our prior BYEB guest mentors. Yeah. And he was uh, a BYEB mentor for this, uh, this past year, 2019. So both your question and what you just shared leads to a lesson that I taught and I always teach this lesson because I think it's the most important lesson, but it was one that was taught back to us a couple of years ago from BYEB mentor and attendee, which is interesting, Rob Dial. And Rob Dial attended the first best year ever blueprint back in 2014, 13, 14, I think. And then, and Rob at that time was trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his life professionally. And he ended up taking what what I taught at that event, and I'll, I'll, I'll share that lesson here in a minute, but Rob took what I taught at the event and he applied it to recording videos to put on social media. And when he started, he had no following, right? And he created this repeatable, simple process using a structure, as John mentioned, where uh, every you know one day a week, he recorded X amount of videos. The other days of the week, he would do research on what video or what topics he was learning that he could turn into a video. So he had these processes in place and this structure in place. And, uh, and all he did is start putting out great content, great content, great content, and following another piece of his process, which was learning from people that had, that were social media influencers, YouTubers that had huge followings and, and got large amounts of views. And Rob, starting at zero, now has over 1 billion views 
on his videos. And he essentially credits this, this lesson. The lesson, you know, I, I sometimes I refer to it as the power of the process. Uh, but it's the, the idea is that you, you want to define every result that you want to accomplish this year, right? So if you want to have your best year ever, and whether you're on track or you're a month and a half into the year, and, or, or you're listening to this later in the year, you're not on track, regardless, every result that you're trying to accomplish this year, and a result is another word for a goal or an outcome, whatever outcome, goal, or result you're trying to accomplish is always preceded by a process, right? If you want to lose weight, for example, you, well, there's a, there's a, you've got to, if you, you can back that into a process that is simply putting forth, burning a certain amount of calories each day, right? And then and, and limiting the, your caloric intake, right? So that you're burning more than you're taking in, and then it's inevitable. You can't fail if you keep doing that. You're, you're going to lose weight, right? Same thing with building muscle, right? If you're taking in enough calories more than you're burning and you're, you're utilizing weight training to, to build those calories into muscle, right? You're, you're going to succeed in that. And this is true for everything. It's true back when I was in sales. Whatever you want to accomplish when John's training to run a 100-mile ultra marathon, it's figuring out what is the daily or repetitive consistent process that will make your success virtually guaranteed. And back when we were in sales, it was determining how many phone calls do I need to make each day on average? Maybe it was 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. How many calls do I make each day where if I make those calls, my success is inevitable? The only variable is timing, right? You've heard me probably say this before. It's something that I I think it's the secret to making success simple and making success inevitable, which is identify what is your outcome? What is your goal? That's the easy part. And then it takes a little more work, but it's not that hard to figure out what's the process, right? Rob Dial, he wanted to be an influencer online, a YouTuber, a Facebook, a social media influencer. So he identified the only way for me to do that is I've got to put out quality content. And he figured the the content that gets the most plays and the most shares, it's not written content. It's not audio content. In the medium he was pursuing, which was social media, it was video. So he put out these videos and and he'll tell you his videos in the beginning were goofy and he felt awkward and he was unconfident and he wasn't sure, but he continued to stay committed to his process without being, and here's the secret sauce, without being emotionally attached to his results in the short term. So stay committed to your process over the long term without being emotionally attached to the results in the short term. And I don't know his stats on, you know, year one, year two, year three, but now it's been, you know, a good six years and he's at over a billion YouTube video views. And, uh, and we have other examples of, you know, folks in the best year ever community that, you know, they've written a book by committing to sit down and only and write a thousand pages or I'm sorry, a thousand pages a day, thousand words a day, no matter what, even if they're not motivated, even if the writing sucks, right, they just commit. My process is writing for one hour a day or 1,000 words a day or 200 words, whatever it is. But if you commit to that process without being emotionally attached to your short-term results, your success is inevitable. So to me, taking what John talked about, that Ben Hardy taught with putting structures in place, and that John even said another word for structure would be processes or rituals or routines. So figure that out. That's it. That's how you keep success simple is don't get overwhelmed by getting to the, the, you know, the, the pot of gold at the end of the year, just look at what's the, the one step I'm committed to taking today, the one thing I'm committed to doing today that will move me in the direction of my predetermined goals and outcomes that are most meaningful for me this year. And, uh, and I just said the one thing a few times. That reminds me of Jeff Woods, which we, we've got to teach. You know, if you've got a lesson from Jeff, 
I'll set you on the spot to, to talk about what Jeff did. Because I think Jeff, I think he led arguably what he did as a BYEB mentor this year was arguably the best goal setting workshop I've ever seen. And our attendees kind of said the same thing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we set the bar really low the way we did it in prior years. That's true. And he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And, and you kind of revealed the the main lesson of what he taught, which was realizing how important it is that not all tasks are of equal value. Hmm. You've got to learn how to ask the question, what matters most? What's the one thing that if I can do it consistently or at some predetermined interval or tomorrow, what is the one thing that will make everything else either easier or irrelevant? Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. But he led a workshop. You're right. It was incredible. He did a great job. And I think everybody walked away from that realizing that sometimes we unnecessarily allow ourselves to be overwhelmed because most people in professional situations have many things to do. And we have to stop and ask ourselves, and I've learned from Jeff to ask all the time, like, if I could only do one thing, what would it be? And then start with that and then add the next thing instead of saying, how do I reduce my list from seven things to five? No, I reduce it to one. I make sure I do that thing with excellence. Then I figure out what's going to be two, three, and four. And that was a big, big lesson that he taught us that people really loved. What else do we want to cover, buddy? Is there anything else? Is there anything else? Um, you know, one of the things that was, it's been a big theme for me and it, it came up, I think, throughout the event from different different mentors. John Vroman was one of them. You know, John is a good friend of ours. He is the founder of Front Row Dads. And he talked about strengthening families, right? That was, you know, he and I, and actually our other friend, Justin Donald, uh, we were all mentors on stage and, and you were there and talking about, you know, how do you really make family a priority? And this was such a crucial lesson for all the entrepreneurs who, you know, all of us, it's like family's number one. But for most of us, you look at the schedule that we're living and it's like, eh, yeah, are you sure? Right? Because it doesn't look like you're living in alignment with that value. And Roman, I think of all of us really went first, you know, really courageously, five or six years ago when he reached out to me and to you and he said, Hey, I'm going all in on family. And he said, you know, for him, it was the realization that as a dad with two sons, he realized that his kids weren't going to remember how many mortgage payments he made or how many books he sold or how much money he earned, how many accolades he racked up. It was the impact, the time, the meaningful connection that occurred between them. And so he decided to align his values, not just not by separating personal and professional, and not that we can't all do exactly what he did, or maybe we can, but it was, he literally said, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to create a business that supports my number one value, which is being a great dad for my kids. And, and, you know, and, and right, right up there with that would be being a great husband for his wife, Tatiana. And, uh, and he created Front Row Dads. And you know he is, through trial and error, living every day to be the best dad that he can be. And then he came to that saying, he came to Front Row Dads, he always comes saying, I'm not here because I've got this mastered. You know, I, I'm a work in progress, just like all of you. And, and I'm here to learn as much as I am to contribute and facilitate and lead and, and so on and so forth. And so I think that you know one of the reasons that you and I 
ended, you know, this was our last best year ever. And that is, by the way, I know John teased earlier, you know, the, that there's something at the end that we're going to offer. And, and I'll just, I'll mention it. It's the BYEB Mentors Program. This is the first time we've ever offered this. Every year we get asked, hey, are you... I didn't even know what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. John was involved in putting the event on. I've been more involved in, uh, in, in getting the videos ready. But um, so yeah, so tell me about it. I want to hear about it. All right, so BY that's what this is this is literally this is so funny. This is totally in, in the in the moment and present and this is great. So BYEB mentors, and by the way, we're gonna get back to teaching here in a second, but this just I figure now is a good time as I need to mention this. So BYEB mentors is this uh, it's it's us taking the last two years of the best year ever blueprint live experience. So this has been a live event. We've run it for six years. We uh, we had really good video work and <laughs> the last two years. So, and we've, they, every year it gets better. So you're getting the last two years, the best two years. So the 2019 program, we had most of the people we've just mentioned, you know, Ben Hardy, uh, Juliana Ray, Alana Pratt, Chandler Bolt, JP Sears, John Broman, Jeff Woods, Christopher Lockhead, quite a few more teaching you how to have the best, your best year ever. And these are highly successful people in all walks of life, you know, from business and financially to health and, and relationships and family and so on and so forth. And this program you're getting, and, and me, by the way, I should say me and John also, we did, you know, we did share our best lessons uh, up there as well, both on life, on hitting your goals, having your best year ever, as well as entrepreneurship, because we do have an entrepreneur day. And the BYEB Mentors program gives you all of that from 2019 and we decided to throw in the event from 2018. So that involves, you know, you're hearing from Chris Ducker on building the brand of you, the late Dr. Sean Stevenson on how to influence and master emotions. You hear from Rob Dial, who I mentioned earlier, JJ Virgin, Garrett Gunderson talks about financial abundance made simple. And uh, again, quite a few more mentors that you're going to hear from 2018. And then we decided to throw in the best of our Quantum Leap Mastermind program. So there's all these bonuses. And by the way, you can see all of this at byebmentors.com. So byebmentors.com. You can get all the details, see all the bonuses. It's like $8,000 or no, $11,000 of stuff for... Uh, it's a few hundred bucks. I mean, it's, it's really affordable. And But you're going to hear the our Quantum Leap Mastermind is an $8,000 program that people join to get... you know time with these with us and with these folks that you can't usually hear from. You're going to see messages from Jeff Hoffman, who is the billionaire founder of Priceline.com, uh, from Ryan Levesque, uh, from JP Sears on how he built his brand around his personality and so you know so much more. But again, I don't want to spend more time on this, but it's byebmentors.com. And for a limited time, there's, you know, it's a discount where you're getting it for just a few hundred bucks. And I think that pretty well covers it, JB. Anything else? Oh, that's a killer deal. I didn't know what we were going to charge. I was waiting to hear what the price is. That's an incredible deal. Yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, we, you know, yeah, we wanted to make it, especially it's a deal. It'd be a great deal just for this year alone. But, you know, I had Chip Franks. Chip Franks is the one, by the way, this is important. I want to mention this because it's worth mentioning. You've heard on the podcast from Chip Franks. He's run a few episodes. Chip is one of our close friends. He is the, uh, you know, chief miracle worker at Miracle Morning. And he was an attendee at best year ever. He said, Hal, I don't want to be on staff at the event. Like I want to learn. I want to soak it all in. And I said, yeah. And then at the end, he said, Hal, we have to offer this for people that couldn't. I mean, you know, there were, 
that we have hundreds of thousands of people in our community around the world that they couldn't fly out to San Diego with a ticket. The event sold out really fast. And Chip said, Hal, turn this over to me. I was in the audience. I took like something like 16 pages of notes. He said, I will create the best most world-class program from this content. I will outline, I'll take all my notes, I'll put them under the videos, I'll outline everything, we'll, I'll, I'll give bonuses. He just, Chip, like he's put his heart and soul into putting this content together for you over the last, ever since the event, the last literally a month and a half. <laughs> We're like, Chip, we need this by January 1st if you're going to do it. He's like, sure. And then it's now February, whatever. And he's like, Hal, it's, it's, I want it to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. And, uh, so he kept on working on it. And now it's, I've been in there looking at the last few days and it's, it's beautiful what he did. And yeah, so anyway, I'm sorry to keep going on this, but it's, uh, it's byebmentors.com. Check it out. And if you want to experience this stuff that we just talked about live, you'll get to experience it and, and go at your own pace. You can choose between all the videos from 2019, 2018, the QLM mastermind, all of it. And I forgot how we got on the tangent, but I did want to share a uh, wrapped out lesson up about living in alignment with our values. So how if people want to go get access to this, all these videos. It's awesome. Where do they go to get it? Did you say it? I, I, I just said it. You felt you you just got disconnected. I just said oh, it like I, three times. It. <laughs> right. Can you say Sorry. it again so I can go find it? Yeah. B-Y-E-B mentors.com. And that's so B-Y-E-B as in best year ever blueprint. B-Y-E-B mentors, M-E-N-T-O-R-S.com. And don't get disconnected again, John. How long is that available? Is it a limited time thing? Are we going to pull that down? Mm, oh, if we were better marketers, we'd have an answer to that. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm, I'm sure we will. Uh, you know, we have to figure out exactly. I think that what it is, is that, you know, the chip had mentioned like, Hey, we're, let's do a discount. So for the next, I know it's at least a week, the price is two ninety five, just a, less than 300 bucks for the whole thing. And it's, again, you'll see the, all, everything listed out in the price. It's $11,000 of content between the events, the bonuses, the, Oh, and I forgot. Oh, this is huge. The best year ever coaching 12 month coaching program that you and I ran. Again, Chip's a genius. He's like, hell, you have to throw that in. So that was a $1,200 program that John and I ran with monthly calls on. We chose the 12 most important topics that we felt would help you have your best year ever. And it's audio. So that's not a video program. That's an audio program with handout, downloadable, printable handouts. PDFs that you can you know fill out on the computer or whatever to follow along and 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 turn really really turn the, the content into actionable advice and coaching and um yeah and that is that's that's thrown in too so yeah byebmentors.com you'll see all of that and I'd love to wrap up and uh, you can of course tack on to what I share but just wrapping up that lesson it's been the most important lesson for me it's why we decided to stop doing the best year ever blueprint it's living in alignment with your values. And this is something that one of my coaches, Jeffrey Williams, helped me to really understand and go deep on when I first realized that my values are my family, my health, freedom, like John talked about inner freedom, but also outer freedom, right? Yeah, I want to be able to have the freedom to you know, spend time with my family and focus on my health and, and not be you know, trapped working a job that I hate, right? I want freedom to live life uh, in the way that feels good for me. And so for me, Jeffrey helped me get really clear on living in alignment with my values. And, uh, and I did talk about, I gave a whole message on this, you know, at best year ever. So you'll, you'll see this if you decide to partake in the BYEB mentors program, the 
for me, living in alignment with my values was uh, Jeffrey helped me frame it in these three simple ways, the kind of three simple steps. Number one is to know yourself. Number two is to love yourself. And number three is to be yourself. And the short of that is know yourself means get clear on your values, right? And again, the, I'm not going to go into a full message on it, but at the, at the event in the video series, I th- break down how to do this. But number one is you've got you've to understand, identify, clarify your highest values. That's knowing yourself. Number two is loving yourself. And this is the hard part, but it's the crucial part. It's loving yourself enough to shut down everything that is not in alignment or is somehow conflicting with your highest values. And that for me, as much as I love Best Year Ever, as much as this event changes people's lives, it was a, a large drain on my time and energy and attention to where I just, I just wasn't ready this year to put another year into that event. And number three is to be yourself. And that's, that's the fun part. That's where once you've gotten clear on your values, you've eliminated everything that's conflicting with those values. This is where you set up a life, a schedule and a life that you love to live because it is completely in alignment with your highest values and what matters most to you. And that this is a topic that I'm going to continue to, you know, keep, I'm exploring it in my own life and I'll keep sharing it with you guys and gals throughout the rest of this year and probably beyond because, you know, like any topic in our lives, you know, mastery takes 10,000 hours. And, you know, I've probably got a few hundred hours in at this point with figuring out how to live in alignment with my values. I'm still working on it. And uh, yeah, any, any, anything to add to that, Johnny? No way, buddy. No way. I'm excited to go over to bybmentor.com <laughs> and see what we put together. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you for helping to lead the event because without that, this BYEB mentors thing wouldn't have uh, come together. And thank you. To, I want to shout out to Chip Franks. Chip, heart and soul, man. That's all you are. I love you. Thank you for the, you know, Chip probably put, I don't know, 50, 100 hours into making this uh, program, you know, phenomenal. Like I said, I'm going through and the, the amount of notes he added and bullet points and structure underneath the, and, and handout. I mean, just everything. It's amazing. So I love that. Awesome. Hey, I, uh, also, Hal, I want to give a shout out now, now that we're at the tail end and we're just looking for shout outs here. Mm, shout it out, buddy. We mentioned the front row dads community, which we're a big fan of many of the women that have contributed in the past couple of years are a part of a group uh, called the GoBundance Women's Group. And if there's any super high-performing women out there that want to be around other women where you can fully express and be safe to have conversations that you think you might only be able to have in a tribe of women, find us or find them. Because uh, a lot of those women were huge contributors at our event this last year. And so I just wanted to let people know. That's GoBundance Women? women. Yeah, that's right. Go abundance women. I don't, you know, I don't know how to go find them or us. Well, I'll at least spell go abundance because that's all, that's not a real word. It's G O B U N D A N C E. So if you Google go abundance women, I'm sure that's how you find it. Yeah, there you go. Yo, pal, this was great, buddy. Hey, buddy, I enjoy. Yeah, like I said, we should do this more often. Let's do this again. I promise I won't get a haircut. I was gonna say, I oh you. <laughs> <laughs> we're so aligned. I was going to say, I will only do video again if your hair is that length because otherwise, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I enjoy looking at you a lot more. You know, maybe we should offer the video of this as part of what people get if they invest in the BYEB mentors program. I, there's enough bonuses. I, I don't think that's going to push somebody over the edge, but, uh, <laughs> but we should post this video in the Miracle Morning community or it will, we'll post it somewhere on the day we post the podcast. That's great. Hey, how's your family doing, buddy? How are the kids? How's Ursula? 
Oh man, my son and I just got back from our first ever daddy daughter trip or daddy, daddy, daughter, daddy, son trip. So my wife doesn't trust me to fly with the kids very often. Understandable. You don't blame her. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, I forget suitcases. So she figures <laughs> I might forget a kid. So my, my daughter and I, we, for her birthday, her 10th birthday, uh, like six months ago, you know, this, we went and saw queen. I took her to see queen in concert, you know, one of the first few rows. It was amazing. That was our, I think that was our first, uh, daddy daughter trip or second, I guess. And my son, he, you know, he's younger. And he goes, Dad, you've been, I've been on two. When have you been on two with Sophie? When, when do we get to go? And I thought, oh man, this is, you know, this is rough. I got to take my son. And uh, we just went, I took him actually on a speech and I went to Vegas, which you think, wait, you took a seven-year-old to Vegas, but we went and did all sorts of daddy kid stuff and uh, kid-friendly, family-friendly. We saw a magic show and the highlight was at the end of the magic show, the last trick. And by the way, this magician... Uh, Matt Franco, he was the winner of America's Got Talent. He got pulled on stage. My son got pulled on stage for the final trick. It was surreal. And um, he just had the whole audience cracking up. And it was it was three days that I will never, never forget. So yeah, family's doing great, man. We're, we're so oh, happy. man. That's so great. That's so great. I love it. Yeah. Now I have to ask, how about you? <laughs> but, but I do care. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I asked is because I wanted to. Oh, I would ask. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my family's a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) At least we're being honest. Yeah. Oh, man. We're, uh, what do we got going on? When you and I hang up, Mara, my wife, was just texting me about taking the kids skiing. We've got an awesome hill that's like 10 minutes from my office here. And our kids all have season passes. So, probably going to take all three kids skiing and it's great it's so easy to do we just like jump in the car we're we're on the lift in 15 minutes we'll do like 10 runs because each run is like four seconds long because we're in ohio (laughs) (laughs) the kids love it it's actually they're surprisingly you know big enough that it's it's a lot of fun so uh we're just enjoying life ace my oldest has uh he's playing hockey and basketball and baseball at the same time, which is Ace is like, he's a sports phenomenon. Yeah. 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 So it's fun. Sierra is into acting. She and Kaizen, our youngest, they both play piano and they both really love to, to practice without us asking them to. And I'm sure the fact that I said that they'll probably never practice again from this forward. It was, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. That was, that's the law of, idiot parents celebrating their, you know, as soon as you do a victory lap, your kid will pretty much guaranteed to do the opposite of what you just celebrated. So anyways, they're, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun these days. And Mara, my wife, who, you know, but I have to say my wife, doesn't know she's a ski instructor right now. Nice. Uh, Yeah. She's doing like 15, 20 hours a week. I I think they pay her four cents an hour, but she loves it. She's doing it just out of love. And that's awesome. teaching a lot of yoga. She's teaching, I think, four or five yoga classes a week. So it's, uh, we're all keeping busy. It's good. I do have to, I do have to mention you, you remind me of something. So, uh, I love basketball. I love playing basketball, right? I love playing basketball. And my dream was always that my kids would play basketball. I don't know if you ever saw the movie father of the bride, but in father of the bride, you know, Steve Martin and his daughter are always shooting hoops in the driveway. And when I had a daughter, I thought I saw that movie. I go, Oh, that's going to be me and Sophie, me and Sophie are going to, you know, you know, that's the dream. And she was never interested in basketball. And about a year ago, my son Houston got into basketball and I would practice with him every single day. And uh, we had a great time. And 
the dream about a month or two ago. My daughter came up and said, Dad, I'm going to play on the school basketball you know, team. She's 10, play on the school basketball team. Would you work with me and practice with me like you did with Halston? And I almost got like, it was, I almost cried. I was just like, yes. And so it, it's so, it, it's just, it's so, you know how it is seeing your kids out there. And for, for the first time, right. It was one thing when, you know, like, you know, I've seen Halston play plenty of games, but my daughter's first game and she's, she's, she's doing it. And she's, you know, she, uh, she only, she got hit in the face with the ball once hit the, another girl in the face, of the ball and, you know, and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So it's, uh, Beautiful. Are you watch? Are you watching the UFC fights this weekend? Mm, John, John Jones. Who's John Jones? Is fighting a guy who's undefeated. Dominic Ray is undefeated. Yeah, it's funny. I made a pretty. I have my. I have a UFC thread with a couple hardcore fans, and I text. I said, "Hey, I said I'm. I'm saying it right now. Uh, Dominic Ray is is going to win by KO this weekend against John Jones." And I said, "And just so you know, I think there's also a strong possibility that John Jones could take this. So let the record show." I've made my official <laughs> prediction. <laughs> That's like uh, our our mutual friend Dan Cassetta, uh loves to predict sports scores for sporting events, and good for him for having a life where he has so much time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he, he was not- a mentor. He was a mentor at the event too. Yeah, anyway, sorry, keep going. yeah, yeah. Byabmentors.com. You. <laughs> on there that we're selling yeah good for him for having a life where he not only has the time to predict scores but he's so accurate because he spends so much time actually studying these teams but his one of his posts last weekend for the super bowl i was reading it and he had like four possible scores and i thought wait a minute four possible scores you're you're making it much and the interesting thing is like everything he said though is like what happens so so but just like you just like your prediction yeah. that john jones may or may, may not win that's right I, I have a feeling you're really on to something i'm on i'm on record in a text i got a text that proves it uh we want to talk about we, sh- we, sh- we don't want to end this episode there's there's at least four human beings that are still listening so what's yeah. what, what's one more do you want to know what's in this uh container that i've been drinking no, I've got to go. I've actually got a call in about two and a half minutes. So as much as I would love to drag those two and a half minutes out, we should probably wrap this up. But it's been fun, man. It's, I uh, feel like we hit all bases. We started laughing, uh, genuine yeah. laughter. I think we, uh, we, came on, we came on strong about 18 minutes in. So <laughs> yeah, I, statistically, we took too long for 99% of all. I'm humans. pretty sure I'm going to go back and listen to the beginning of this and edit out the first three minutes or so. <laughs> Oh, leave it. You got to leave it all. Don't edit it. We uh, live in a, a world where people are begging for authenticity. They need to hear it all. That's true. Okay, cool. All right, man. Why hey, authentically? This episode, this episode was brought to you by Ohm Organic Mushroom Nutrition. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't at all. Yeah. All right. All right. It, it was on this side of. Hey, buddy, go get some. Go get some second and third opinions on that haircut, and um, and uh, uh-huh. and Val, let me know that Hal, you're right. Everyone does think it looks better. All right, buddy. I love you. Let's talk soon. Love you, buddy. Say hi to Ursula. Yeah, say hi to Mara and the kids. What are their names again? I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, ah, shit. <laughs> see you, buddy. Bye. Bye, see Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 